This is Sunday Focus, a weekly public affairs program that looks at the topics affecting our society and the people who are making a change in the community each and every day. The people who have vision for the next generation. Sunday Focus presents new challenges for us, keeping you informed with topics of local and regional interest. Now the host of Sunday Focus, Christine Manica. Good morning. Coming up on the program today, Stacey Kropinski with the Children's End talks about an update for the organization along with the annual Wish in Mission. It's been quite the year for Children's In. For one, they saw their numbers go up from 2020. Why? People finally felt comfortable enough to leave their homes and their current situations. This fear of leaving was mainly due to the COVID-19 pandemic. With these new numbers, the Children's Inn is needed now more than ever. This is why they're opening a new location in Sioux Falls. This new building will have more beds and space for individuals or families that are in need in the Sioux Falls community in Minnesota and in Iowa. The hope is to open the new building by the end of 2022. With these new numbers, the Children Inn also really needs the community support for the annual Wish and Mission event. Stacy will join in to talk about the needs for the Wish and Mission and along with another update about the Children's Inn. Just to give you an idea, the Wish and Mission is going on now and it can be found in the Macy's wing of the Empire Mall. This goes beyond toys. This year the Children's Inn are asking for some essential items. This includes women's pajamas, leggings, sweatpants, sweatshirts, underwear, coats of all sizes, but especially in extra large and 3X, shampoo, conditioner, body wash, laundry detergent, coffee, snack items like Pop-Tarts, snack crackers, granola bars, and of course, toys and gifts for kids up to the age of seven, especially for those infants and teenagers. All this and more coming up on Sunday Focus. And if you have any further questions, you can always visit the Children's Inn website at chssd.org. Once again, that Children's Inn website is chssd.org. SSD.org. All that and more coming up on Sunday Focus. Are you ready to start investing but aren't sure how? Go for the gains you deserve safely with this free special report from Wall Street trader and financial expert Jared Dillian. Claim your free copy at jaredradio.com. That's jaredradio.com. Welcome back to another edition of Sunday Focus. I'm being joined in the studio with Stacy Kropinski. She is the development coordinator with the Children's Inn here in Sioux Falls. Hey, Stacy, good morning. Hi there. Thanks for having me. Thanks for joining us. Once again, we're so excited to be a part of this annual Wish and Mission for the Children's Inn. But before we get into any of all those details, let's talk about the Children's Inn itself. Tell us about the Children's Inn for those who aren't familiar with it. Sure. So, Children's Inn serves victims of domestic violence and child abuse and neglect. We offer 24-hour free emergency services to those who need it. Um, The people that we see, it might be women who are affected by domestic violence. It might be men who are affected by domestic violence. It might be kids who are in those situations or are victims of abuse or neglect. Um, And so we are there 24-7 to offer those services to really anyone in need in the greater Sioux Falls area. Not only do we serve Sioux Falls and Minnehaha County, but we also serve Lincoln-Turner Union in McCook County. So we do see individuals come from all those areas 
And then given our geographical location, um, in that we're really close to the to the borders here, we also see people from um, Minnesota and Iowa as well. Yeah, everyone benefits from your great organization here. Now, the last time we were talking about the numbers, it, it kind of varied a little bit because you wanted to get the word out that you were open during the pandemic. And now I know we talked about not getting too specific with the numbers, which I won't. Have you noticed a change in numbers since the last time we spoke, though? We really have. You know, the as we talked before, the pandemic affected us in a, a unique way mm-hmm. in that our numbers actually went down because it was hard for people to get out of those situations mm-hmm. or get out of their homes safely or they didn't have transportation to get to us. So we have seen our numbers change drastically, I would say. Um, they've gone up quite a bit. We are seeing um, individuals and families that are reaching out for help and able to get out of those situations once again. Um, and so the number that we're seeing on a daily basis has gone back up. We consider our capacity to be 40 because that's the number of permanent beds that we have in our shelter mm-hmm. program. Um, But we often go above that number. And in fact, we spend a lot of time above that number, which has necessitated the need for more space. But we are seeing numbers again back in, you know, 50 to 55 individuals a day um, that are needing safe shelter. So those numbers have definitely gone back up. What do you think surprises you the most when you do look at these new numbers from this year? You know, it tells me a couple different things. Um, You know, the the pandemic, like I said, affected us in a unique way. Um, But we're kind of turning the corner on that where people know that they can reach out to us for Mm -hmm. help, which is what we want people to know. We are open. We are there all through the pandemic. We were open um, and we were able to provide services. Obviously we had to, um, also be creative about how we did some of our services, but we were still there. Um, And so just to know that people know that they know that we're there, they know they can reach out or they're hearing about us. You know, somebody in the audience today is hearing about children's in maybe for the first time. And we want them to know they can reach out to us um, and we are there to help them. um, And for the long haul, it's not just a one-time thing. We are there for the entire journey. I'm curious. So, with these numbers going up, do you have individuals that benefit from the children's thing come up to you saying, oh, my gosh, you're open. I wasn't sure if you were open during the pandemic, anything along those lines. Yeah. You know, we see that or, or more so it was just that people were afraid to get out in those kind of situations. Mm-hmm. You know, there was a lot. We know a lot more now than we did during the pandemic. Right. Um, and so definitely people kind of are like, oh, OK, yep, yep, you're open. Great. Um, so glad to hear you're open. We're going to reach out for help or people who are reaching out, say, on Facebook. Um, we do have a Facebook page and we've had people reach out that way. We prefer people to call. Um, that's the best way to reach us. But we're, we're definitely there to answer that call no matter the, the day or time. Yeah, speaking about those new numbers, and it just shows how much this community does need the Children's Zen now more than ever. Any new updates on the building that's going to be the new location for the Children's Zen? What can you tell us about it? Yeah, so that's really exciting. It's it's a big undertaking. Um, we've tried to be very thoughtful about the entire process. We want to do it right. We want to do it well. Um, and we don't want there to be an interruption of any kind of service to the mm-hmm. clients that we're serving. So um, given all those pieces, we are, um, we've broken ground earlier this year over on the east side. Um, we're on the, um, 
former school for the deaf campus mm-hmm. um, is where our site is. So if you drive by on 10th Street, you'll kind of see all that work going on over there. So they've broken ground. They are working hard on the construction. Um, the hope is that we will be done and in the new facility by the end of next year. So they've still got a long ways to go with it, um, but we're pretty excited to see all the progress they've made. And, you know, to know that we could not do this without the help of our community. Um, we're still actively fundraising for that project. Mm -hmm. And so definitely if anybody wants to know how they can help with that, they can certainly reach out to us or go to our website um, and they can make a gift there specifically to that project as well. I know part of the new building, you had an event called Rock the Inn, Mm -hmm. and that's when rocks from farmers, maybe people that found them around their house, went to you guys. Now, what was that all about? So we're going to use those field stone to um, make a wall at um, the new site. It'll be part of that that building structure. So it'll be really neat to see and to know that, you know, some of our area farmers and individuals helped with that project. Um, I'm super excited to see the end result of that and um yeah i think it's gonna be really neat and then you said the current building now has 40 beds that's obviously going to change for this new location correct yes so we currently have 24 bedrooms with 40 permanent beds like i said um but our average tends to be much more than that which is really what has necessitated this building project um so moving into the new building like i said we'll go from 24 bedrooms and 40 beds into, um, I believe it's 96 beds in 38 Mm -hmm. bedrooms. So we'll have a greater capacity to serve more individuals. You know, what we've had to do when we've been so busy with the numbers of clients we've been seeing is is bunking people up in the same room, which isn't necessarily a comfortable thing. Um, Having families sleep in the family room. Um, So we're just really excited to be able to offer this service in a more, you know, just a more dignified way for these families. They deserve this. Um, And so we're so excited to have the community behind us for this project. What was the feeling like when you broke ground finally on this new location when it's been in the works for a period of time but now it's finally happening uh you know i would sum it up in one word and just say finally yay you know i mean it just was so exciting to see that happen um a lot of work went into that decision a lot of work went into to making that happen um there were many hands many many brains behind that um and many donors and friends who are you know supporting that did support that and continue to support that to make sure that it happens because you know like you said the community is behind this project they know it's a need um and it's it's really fun to be out in the community and people are hearing about this project saying oh it's just a great project and and they're really behind um behind this project so um yeah it's going to be exciting it's it's very exciting, but it's just so bittersweet. Yeah. You know, there's that side of it, too, where it's just sad that it's needed. It's sad that th- this additional space is needed. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm so grateful as a community that we're responding. So by this time next year, when you come back to talk to me, it should almost be open. <laughs> yes, that's the plan. That's See, I'm the already plan. Giving, giving yep. you some time yep. to put it in your schedule now. <laughs> if you are just listening, Stacey Kropinski with the Children's and she's joining me to talk about not only updates with the children's, but also the wish in mission. Now, here at Results Town Square Media, we are once again proud to partner with the Children's Inn for this annual event. So tell us about the wish in mission. Yeah, 
Yeah. So again, the Results Radio has been a partner with this event for many years, yeah. and we're so grateful for your guys' help with this. What we're trying to do is make sure all the kids that are staying at Children's Inn at Christmas time and throughout the year have not only the basic necessities they need, but toys and gifts and some other things like that that they um, that they really deserve and mm-hmm. they should have in their hands. So this is the time of year where we're stocking the shelves. Um, like I said, we're making sure we have those those basic necessities because so many families come to us with very few belongings or or no belongings at all. And so we need to be able to provide those basic necessities. If you think of yourself, like when you got up this morning and got ready to head out to work, everything that you needed, you know, to do your hair and brush your teeth and, um, you know, gas in your car and coffee in your cup and breakfast and just all those different things we have to be able to provide for the individuals that we're serving. So we're looking for all those basic necessities, but we're also looking for toys and gifts. We want to meet those wishes of the kids that are staying with us. Like I said, not only for Christmas, um, but anything we don't use this time of year, we continue to use throughout the year for kids they maybe have a birthday. Um, you know, a child who's staying with us in March has a birthday. We want to be able to provide them some birthday gifts. Or every child that leaves Children's in, we try to make sure that they have some new things to take with them. So yeah. a boy, a toy, um, and a book, and a stuffed animal, and a game, and just some different things like that. So each child has those things to take with them. Um, and we have approximately 600 kids that come through our door every year. Wow. So that's a lot of different items that we're trying to get into their hands. Um, and we just really need the community's help, like I said, to meet these wishes. Um, but we've made it really easy for them to be able to do that in a couple of different ways. Yeah. Um, of course, we have our gift wrap booth over at the Empire Mall in the Macy's Court. Um, but you can drop off your toys and, and necessities there and help fill the sleigh that we have sitting there. And all those will get back to Children's Inn. So we've made that really easy. Or if you don't want to go out and about in the hustle and bustle or the um, now, you know, gale force winds, cold, weather, yeah. <laughs> the cold, all that fun stuff that we've been having, um, they can shop online and just have it shipped directly to Children's Inn. This is going to be a, a big question. So here we go. Can you recall... Just a ballpark. How many donations you've received since the Wish and Mission has started? Oh, gosh, that is like a I great said, question. Number, yeah. question. <laughs> you know, I would say we usually have, um, I'm going to, I'm going to guess probably about five to 700 items donated every year. Mm, wow. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's sizable. It, it, really helps with all those kids that we're serving. And like I said, making sure that their needs are being met um, and and that we're also remembering that they're kids and we want to help them be kids. What kind of gifts are you looking for when it comes to those age categories? Are we talking about babies, toddlers, young kids, teenagers, adolescents even? Yeah, so the kids that we serve at Children's Inn are ages 0 to 17. Mm -hmm. So we see all age groups. I would say the, the age kind of categories we need the most of typically are um, infants and Mm -hmm. teenagers. Um, So I'd say gift items for either of those, as well as those basic necessities for all ages. Um, But then there's also a few necessities that we're really in need of. Yeah. Um, Those would actually include um, uh, coffee, liquid laundry detergent, um, snack items, um, and then things like pajamas, coats, underwear, um, sweatpants, sweatshirts for women as well. 
So, um, so yeah, we have a, several different needs. Um, in any kind of toy in general, the only thing that we ask is that there's not a weapon in the toy. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, we are not picky. No, yeah. Anything is more than welcome, especially for kids and for adults, too, that literally have a new chapter in their life about to start. And they really don't have those necessities that, like you said, what you and I take for granted for. And now they're coming in with nothing and just hoping for someone to reach out a stranger nonetheless for that. Now, the Wish and Mission, it's always been located in the Empire Mall where people can drop off their toys and other essential items by the sleigh. And, you know, there's something different about it. There's still COVID involved. And that has really changed the this annual event for sure, especially now with two new variants since the last yeah. time we spoke about that too. So is there anything that has changed when it comes to donating items or volunteering because of the pandemic? So as far as donating items, um, nothing has really changed except if you want to drop them off directly at Children's Inn, we just ask that you call ahead for an mm-hmm. appointment. So we're just trying to control the, the flow of traffic a little bit and make sure that we don't have a lot of people coming at the same time um, and to make sure that we have staff to be able to um, help you unload your donations. So that's that's really kind of the big thing. Otherwise, you know, if you bring your things to the mall, you can put them right into the sleigh, um, and then we'll take care of them from there if you want to do that. Um, we also have, of course, the gift wrap booth right there. Yeah. Um, and you can also have your gifts wrapped, your own Christmas presents, and have one of our volunteers wrap those, and you're ready just to go home and put them under the tree, and you just make a donation at our booth for those items, for wrapping those items. Um, and it's kind of a win-win. So you help children's in, and then you have a little less Christmas anxiety. <laughs> yeah. One less thing to have to do, um, and we'll help take care of that. Yeah, so for anyone that's listening right now, maybe they want to do it individually or get their organization or business involved. How can someone just volunteer at the gift wrapping booth? Sure. Um, our schedule is actually pretty full right now, um, but we are taking some names for cancellations just in case. Mm-hmm. Um, we're trying to remain flexible this year, of course, because yeah. we might have some last minute things come up. So if someone is interested in being on our cancellation list, they can still let us know that. We'd be happy to put them on that list and contact them if we have an opening. Um, Otherwise, yeah, it takes about four to 500 volunteers throughout the holiday season to do this event. Um, But it's a lot of fun. We have a lot of businesses that come back every year. Um, They kind of do it as a a team building project or or a work project. Um, So it's kind of a fun event to be able to participate in. And it goes back to help children's in because not only do we need those financial donations, but we need the manpower to do the event and we need the talent. Oh, you know, absolutely. to be able to wrap Not those me. presents. <laughs> Don't bring me on because I'm a horrible rapper. But let's go back and say this. To be on the cancellation list, not the actual list, the cancellation list. How awesome is that to say that you really don't need volunteers this yeah, year? Yeah, you know, it's pretty exciting. We we booked up um, probably a little over a week ago where it feels like most of our shifts have pretty much filled up. Um, you know, last year we had quite a few openings and mm-hmm. we, again, had to, had to be pretty flexible last year. So it was a great feeling to kind of get back to that. I think people were kind of ready and excited to get back out to, to some of those normal things. Um, of course, we encourage people if they would like to wear masks, we're supplying those. Um, we have some other methods in place to help ensure some safety um, for everybody that's volunteering or stopping by the booth. Awesome. Once again, Stacy Kropinski, she's with the Children's and she's joining me in the studio right now. So give someone their perspective on this. Say they donated an item. 
but they won't actually see the faces of the kids or the adults when they see these items. Just tell some stories about children's reactions or what it's like when they do receive that gift like you said, on Christmas or a birthday or a special occasion. Mm -hmm. You know, here's one story that I remember. This has been several years ago when I worked on the shelter side, and it wasn't even a Christmas present. It had to do with a toothbrush. Um, but this little guy had come in for um, for shelter. He'd been placed with us, and so we provided him, you know, with those basic necessities. He put his toothbrush in his back pocket, and he took it everywhere he went because he had never had his own toothbrush. Um, and so to me, very early on in, in my career at Children's End, that spoke to me just to be like, wow, you know, I'm so blessed. Yeah. Um, I've never had to know what that's like, you know, where I haven't been able to buy some of those basic necessities. And there's a lot of people who are impacted by that, especially with, um, you know, all of the effects from COVID where, where people lost jobs and and incomes and different things like that. So. So that spoke to me in a really big way, um, you know, and of course, then carries over to those those fun items. I I have seen how special those items can be, how life changing they can be. We've had adults who have come back and who have said, I still have, you know, the blanket that you guys gave me or the backpack. Um, you know, we put their things in a backpack so they could take them with. And they said, I still have my backpack that you guys sent with me or um, a special toy. Maybe it was a stuffed animal where they still have those things many, many years later or even as adults. Um, because it's not only the item, but it was the, the sensation that came with those items. It was a time in their life where they felt safe. And so to hold on to that item really kind of signifies that feeling for them. Um, we've not only heard that from the kids that we've served who are maybe now adults, but from the adults that we've served yeah. who have said, like, I just felt so safe here um, and that this, you know, blanket or, you know, whatever it was helped remind me of that. Um, or, you know, for our women, we give them quilts when they go. And so they've said, you know, sometimes when they've just needed to kind of have that feeling and they've just, you know, put their lap quilt on or, or rolled up in their quilt and just snuggled in and, and just kind of remembered those feelings of safety. Um, so it's really children's and it's just so much more than a place, mm -hmm. you know, it's like I said, we're there for the journey when it comes to helping people get out of these situations. Yeah. Um, we're there for the long haul. What about when that person or a family reaches their final destination of the journey with the children's and when they, found a way out, so to speak. What are some great stories behind that? So, you know, it's interesting because sometimes the story doesn't even end there, mm. you know, with those individuals that we serve because because we're a support system and we want to be there. So sometimes we get those check-ins even, you know, years later from people who have gotten out of those situations or we've heard those success stories. One of my favorite things to do when I am out and about doing um, presentations or meeting with people is hearing those stories when people will come up and share those and yeah. say, you guys helped me at one, one point in, in my life. Um, we've had individuals who have become, you know, financial donors because we've served a family member and they have just appreciated that help and want and know how important the work is that we're doing yeah. and they want they're committed to supporting that um, and so they've turned back around and, and become either a financial donor or a gift and kind donor you know we have a lot of people that come out to the booth and give their time or mm -hmm. um, donate items there because that that's been their way to be able to help um, 
so yeah, I mean, it, it's really cool to hear those stories. And that's why we, I think, continue to do this work is we hear those stories. So we know those moments um, when we hear all those different hard stories that, that we're dealing with from day to day, mm-hmm. when we can see those shining moments and know that that hard work that we did has paid off and has helped a family break that cycle. Um, that's why we keep doing this. Absolutely. Now, besides the wish and mission, there's other things that you guys do throughout the year as an organization. What's coming up up the pike for Children's Inn in the new year? What can you look forward to in 2022? Yeah, besides so... the new location <laughs> happening. Yeah, that's pretty big news. <laughs> um, well, in January, we're going to have our Media One Fun Ski. Um, that's out at Great Bear Ski Valley. Um a little bit later in January, I believe it's the 21st and 22nd. Mm-hmm. So if you want to come out and join us for that event, it's a lot of fun. Um, we've got some of our uh, tried and true events, hopefully coming back this year. You know, it, it got uh, kind of derailed one year because of the, the big snowstorm that hit. But we love um, them for skiing. I know. Well, this was it was high winds <laughs> yes, that year. Yes. And so we couldn't run the lift. And it just it was kind of a dangerous weather. Right. Um, and then, of course, COVID was a little um, wreaked some havoc on the event. So <laughs> we are looking to get back on track this year and actually... Um, this is the year that we hope to exceed $1 million raised from that event oh, wow. throughout its history. So that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, so we're really excited about that, too. So what is the fun ski? For, because it's been away for a period of time yeah. now. Remind people what that day is about, who can participate in all that. Yeah, so we have all kinds of event I- events. If you are an outdoor enthusiast, or even if you're not, um, we have a lot of skiing, downhill, um, snowboarding, snow tube, um, snow sculpture. Uh, a rail jam, just some really fun events going on at Great Bear Ski Valley. If So if you participate in any of those kind of events, you can be a participant. You can come out and watch. Great Bear Valley Ski Valley is open to the public. Um, so you can still come out and just be part of the bear that weekend. Um, it's a super fun weekend. It's a great time. And all the money raised goes directly towards you guys. Goes back to help children's in. Yep. And there is more information on that event at funski.org. Um, if you want to check out more at that on that event. This is going to age my time here in South Dakota here a little bit. But I was there back in 2018 when I first moved out here. And I see these kids going on these hills saying, oh, let's try this one and that one. And I'm just like, look, I love skiing. But I would rather watch these kids go on these black diamond hills or whatever you call them. Because my my body just can't do that (laughs) anymore. So is that Uh your situation too? Just Uh watch them, let them have fun. Oh yeah, I stick to the lodge. (laughs) That's kind of my stomping ground. I'll watch from there or out on the balcony. I can do that too. But yeah, I I'm not a skier, uh, not a, a snowboarder. It's just not up my alley. But it's a lot of fun to watch, and the events are great fun. They're timed races, and it's a fun weekend. It's a great time. Absolutely. Once again, Stacy Kropinski with, with the Children's Inn. Now, once again, where can people go and learn more information about the Children's Inn, the Wish and Mission, or any upcoming events that you guys have going on? Yeah, so I think it's on your, your station's um, app yes, it uh, is. and website, but you can 
can also go to chssd.org slash children's in. The information is there. You can stop out at the mall in the Macy's Court. We're out there between now and Christmas Eve. Um, we'll follow. We're trying to follow all the mall hours if we mm-hmm. have the, the manpower to do that. So we'll be there until five o'clock on Christmas Eve to wrap presents. You can drop your toys off. You can make a donation there. Um, you can call us at Children's Inn if you want to go directly there to drop things off. We're pretty flexible. So oh, yeah. Um, and there's information on our website about kind of our those needs that we talked about. Mm-hmm. There's a, a needs list there. There's a food needs list if you prefer to kind of go with that arena. And then there's also a link to our online gift registry with Target if you want to do your shopping online. I, we don't care where you do your shopping online. You can find the ideas there or off of the wish list and send them our way. Yeah, it's very easy to donate to the Children's Inn, especially for the Wish in Mission. This year, Stacy happily reminded me that, yes, they are the information is on all the Results Radio Town Square Media apps and on the websites. They have a really good extensive list, too, about what they need at the moment, whether it comes to infants or adults, even kids in their teenage years at the moment. So, Stacy, once again, thanks so much for joining us and telling us about this great event and just a little update about the Children's Inn as well. Thank you so much for having me. All right, we'll be right back. You know what really gets a party started? Indoor baseball. Yeah, just find a broom or a pool cue, and you can use, like, anything as a ball. Cans, bottles, shoes. Hey, bro, toss me that avocado. Most party fouls are pretty dumb, but if you decide to drink and drive underage, you could lose your license and your freedom. Underage drinking and driving, the ultimate party foul. Learn more at ultimatepartyfoul.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. I'm Christine Manica, and you've been listening to Sunday Focus. I'd like to thank Stacy Kropinski with the Children's Inn for coming in on the program to give an update on the organization, along with talking about the Wish In Mission. If you or if anyone you know would like to donate and support the Children's Inn, you can always go on all the results, Town Square Media websites and apps for more information about the mission and what items are essentially needed for this year. This can include shampoo, body wash, hair conditioner, coffee, laundry detergent, toys and gifts for kids up to the age of seven. This is especially needed for infants and teens. And of course, women's pajamas, leggings, sweatpants, sweatshirts, underwear, and coats of all sizes, but especially in double X, triple X, and single X. Join us next week for another edition of Sunday Focus. Sunday Focus is a public affairs program of Results Radio Town Square Media. Sioux Falls.